Today on Frightful Failures on Film, we'll be discussing Killer Mermaid, a 2014 Serbian film, not the kind with machetes, about, you guessed it, a killer mermaid. So strap on your hockey mask and hunt down some premarital lovers because it's time for... Frightful Failures! everybody for joining us once again on Frightful Fairies on Film. I am one of your co-hosts, Zach Romero, and joining me is the only man who stopped watching Halloween because he was disappointed to find it wasn't a prequel to Wayne's World, T.N. Gignol. I was just disappointed. There was no Scottish accent. There was no donkey. Why, why else would you call him that? <laughs> Actually, I found, no, no joke, I found a listing for an enamel pin that was Michael Myers, the killer, dressed as Austin Powers. Oh really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not making that up. Like it was him, and he had like the the velvet like suit on, and it was very. It made me very uncomfortable. I was <laughs> like, I don't. I don't. I'm not a fan of this at all. This is a terrifying uh, SNL horror <laughs> combination. I was not asking for. Um, so, did you? Tian, let me ask you something. Did you do any kind of research on Killer Mermaid before we decided to watch this thing? Mm, mm. A little behind the scenes, both for you and for everyone listening, uh, I don't do any research at all about anything <laughs> that we talk about on this okay. show. Okay, I was asking because, as you uh, as you mentioned in the delightful opening, uh, it is a Serbian film. All, I think all the actors but one are, like, off-the-boat Serbian. Yeah. And uh, at first, cause when I saw all of the not plain American names in the credits, I actually double-checked. I was like, uh-oh, is this like the the weird German thing remake where I had, to, where it's half the fun is listening to the bad, you know, dubbing? And no, it's actually in English. So they, for whatever reason, this group of Serbian filmmakers was like, okay, we're going to make a Killer Mermaid movie, but we're going to make it in English, just because that'll have a wider market, I guess. Um... It was very strange. It was very, very strange. They want to make it big in Hollywood. Yeah, like... So we make American movie for Americans. Yeah, very odd. Uh, yeah, this is actually, um, and we'll get into this a bit, but uh, this is actually, if you search this on IMDb, you're not going to find it under Killer Mermaid. That's strictly for uh, Netflix, which is available on, as well as I imagine any other platform you could probably search this and purchase it for here in America. You will find it under Killer Mermaid. IMDb, the actual title of it is Nymph. So I guess re released in Serbia or wherever else, uh, it was originally titled Nymph. Uh, because I think that has to do more with their version of mermaid mythology and lore, mm -hmm. is that they're mm -hmm. called nymphs or sirens. Whereas over here, they think, well, is this a sequel to the Lars von Trier movie? Or, you know, <laughs> that they wouldn't, you know, really understand. It's a different context entirely. Yeah. But um, so so this movie opens with a quote from Moby Dick, which, boy, if if you're gonna make a Killer Mermaid movie, pretension level too strong to go ahead and just throw a Moby <laughs> Dick quote right at the beginning. Because clearly of you're on par with that. You're this story clearly on par with the literary classic of Moby Dick. Yeah. No, absolutely. Um. So the they 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 do that as if to say, well. <laughs> We're above a normal horror movie, and then immediately sink into the horror archetype of okay, we have to show young lovers tits out, kill them within the first five minutes. Yeah, I was so, gonna, 
for being as jaded and, and cynical as, as I am about horror movies, I was still caught off guard that there was no joke tits out within the first, like, three minutes of the film. I was like, oh my god, okay, alright, well, we are not joking around here. They're not. They know how to hook you. Right. Uh, literally, with the... Oh, you know. I see what you did there, you son of a bitch. <laughs> um, so yeah, we have, like, this weird moment where they're just making out half-naked by the ocean, and then there's this weird sort of whale echoey sound, and the guy of the couple is drawn to it, and ends up jumping in the water, and seemingly something's in there waiting for him, and he drowns, it looks like. And then his girlfriend is up on the shore like, Oh, Sergey, Sergey! And uh, then, yeah, there's some mysterious man who gives her the old... I know what you did last summer treatment and just stabs her with this giant hook thing. And I know, yes, the film itself makes that reference, but fuck this movie. I, the, the, that reference went nowhere. That reference went nowhere. And let's get into that. So, so this, the couple dies immediately. So that was for nothing. And then we meet Lucy and Kelly, who are two quote-unquote American travelers, which I, I laughed at that. That was like the line I laughed at the most. Because one of them, kind of, um, uh, Kelly, kind of seems American. She doesn't have like a super thick accent, so I could believe that she's actually American. But Lucy is like straight off the boat Serbian. Yeah. And they're there to meet like an old friend. And, uh... When he shows up, he, he goes like, oh, hey, two lovely American women, ba-ba-ba-ba. And I'm like, who are you fucking kidding? Like, who? <laughs> what? Is, that was the hardest thing to believe about this movie. Not that the mermaids exist and not that, you know, siren songs are real and none of that. The hardest thing to, to believe in this movie was, really, these are two American women. We're going to go with that. You lying son of a bitch. Yeah. One of them really does pass, you know, like has a pretty uh, straight American accent. Could could legitimately be an American or maybe Canadian at least. True. Um, but the other one is just like stood up like, oh, yes, I'm a totally American. Hot dog and hamburger. Let's go to a McDonald's. Yeah, like, uh, when are you going to put down your phone so you can relax with the last of us? Like, like she's <laughs> fucking Janos from Ghostbusters 2. Hey, <laughs> then. Uh, aren't you going to introduce me to your friend? And they're like, oh, you Americans from Texas, or whatever. <laughs> um, so, uh, it's kind of revealed early on, and uh, I I'm sorry, but I just can't give a flying fuck about any of the sort of, like, relationship drama that's happening in this movie, yeah, because there's no payoff shit. to it, and it doesn't matter at all. But there's this whole thing they, they introduce where It's the Alex, first third of the movie! It is! It's pretty more than that! <laughs> Jesus Christ. So they introduce uh, the, that Alex, the guy that they're visiting, they knew him in college, and the... Good old West, American cowgirl, Lucy. <laughs> yes, good old... <laughs> straight off the boat from, U from Ukraine, right. Lucy. Um, supposedly, uh, they, they had a relationship in college. So she's a little bit jealous and awkward of the fact that uh, Alex is now engaged to this... Way more Serbian woman, uh, right. Yasmin, right. who who is now here. So they say, okay, let's do this. Let's sit down. Let's have some dinner. Yeah, and so, like uh, like Tien said, this whole fucking like Serbian Melrose Place thing takes up for probably a third to a half of this movie, 
And I'm sitting there and I'm waiting. I'm like, and then the mermaid shows up. And then the mermaid shows up. And then the mermaid shows up. Never happens. It's just this bullshit like, oh, but we were so different when we were in college back in Little Texas State University when we were there getting our degree in hot dog eating. You know, um, that's... I, <laughs> no, honestly, dude, I shit you not, like, it got to the point in this movie where there was no mermaid reveal, and I figured, okay, well, one of them is the mermaid. Like, that right. has to be the twist of this movie, and that's why they're setting up so much of these characters, is that one of them is the mermaid. This is like a splash situation right. where it can have legs on ground, and, you know, well, the, the, one of them is, maybe it's Yasmin, maybe that's why she's being such a bitch. Because at this dinner, she's making it forcibly awkward by saying, like, So tell me, what was my beloved Alex like in college? Was he banging a lot of women like either of you? Right, yeah, basically. Uh, you know, it's, uh, nah, we don't really know. And then that quickly, you know, much like a Bollywood picture, they're quickly able to erase any awkwardness by just turning on some yeah, loud what Eastern the European fuck? music. <laughs> yeah, like, they have this, like, really awkward dinner exchange where, where the, the fiancé is like, so tell me, in college, did Alex have a little dick or did he have a big dick? And they're all like, uh, and he's like, what are you doing? These are my friends. Why would you talk to them that way? And then they literally, like, he's not, Tian's not exaggerating. They literally go, well, let us put on some music then. And then we just have, like, a dance video for fucking three minutes. And that literally solves the problem. <laughs> Like, no one's arguing after they dance. And then Yasmin goes and dry heats because she's so drunk on American wine because it is her favorite American beverage to drink. And so, uh, yeah, that literally solves the problem. And then, of course, we have the will-they-won't-they they of fucking Kelly and Alex and are they going to get it? And who the fuck cares? Who cares? Who cares about any of this? I'm sitting yeah. there like, Jesus Christ, there is so much padding of like... And that's what blows my mind, was like, I want to talk... Like, okay, let's interview the Serbian director. Let's get him on the list and ask him, was that padding or did you genuinely think like, oh no, people will really be interested in how this interrelationship goes on. Will they have a happy marriage or is the old flame from college going to... Fucking, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here for a fucking killer mermaid because that's the name of the goddamn movie. Uh, it's actually called Nymph. So... Oh, I apologize, yes. Yeah. So uh, and, everyone and, uh... is getting horny on wine? Like, that's... <laughs> That's the old twistaroo. It is. And a small uh, corrections department there, Zach. Uh, it was actually Lucy who had the old flame with Alex. Oh, did right? I say Kelly? Holy you shit. You did say Kelly. Now, I uh, fucking apologize. So, y you should. Now, so, uh, actually, the one thing that we learned that's semi-important to this movie is that outside, when they're doing the Will They Won't They and Lucy and Alex uh, share a kiss, they reveal right prior to that that Kelly 
is acting a little bit weird about going on their boat and traveling around in the water because they're in the goddamn Mediterranean, so there's water everywhere. Um, but she's acting weird about it because, I guess, when she was a child, she watched her brother drown. So she's extremely uh, terrified of water, does not like it at all, does not like to interact with it, and that's what is revealed here. So it's semi-important to the script, um, and I say semi, which I had a semi during this movie because these ladies were... <laughs> Pretty decently attractive, and uh, in, in the style of Mediterranean women, they were usually wearing next to nothing. Right. So, yeah, very revealing bikinis. And then, so, uh, so yeah, we find out this character trait that Kelly's weirded out by water, and then they're gonna go to an island with an abandoned military base on it for funsies, and then they find this weirdo adventurer guy named Bulben, but he says, "Oh, call me Bob, like the American actor." Bobby De Niro. Like, okay, really? Really? That's the fucking, that's what you could, you know. I don't blame him, though, because Bobin is literally the name you give to a circus orangutan that you're taking <laughs> sign language. So. That's true. That's true. Uh, but but Bobin has a very, very creepy entrance. Um, they're they're uh, just out there swimming. They're off the boat. Uh, Kelly's on the boat, obviously scared of the water. Um, but it's, uh, you know, Yasmin and Alex are in the water, and she starts doing the, the Jaws bit, essentially, of, I'm, I'm being pulled underwater. I'm, I'm, there's something crap me. It's, it is not a fish because a fish not have fingers. Alex is like, oh, it is probably just a fish that grabbed your leg. And she's like, no, no, fish, they do not grab. And I was like, what the fuck is going on here? Uh, So Bobin just pops up and says, hey, it's Bobin here. And you got to wonder, because they were on a boat out in the middle of nowhere, and this guy's just got, he's not scuba, you know, he's just got snorkel gear on. So I'm wondering how far this guy swam out from the nearest shore in order to play this very funny prank on these people. He does know Yasmin, so it's not as creepy as it maybe seems initially, where he's just like, Pops up and goes, hello, Bobbin here, nice to meet you. Um, but he does actually know Yasmin, and so it's like, okay, well, all right. Silly Bob, Bobby De Niro, and come so, to dinner with us later. Here's the thing. Like, uh, I was so uh, browbeaten by this fucking beginning part. There was so, uh, I had such Stockholm Syndrome by the first half of this movie that, like, I was out, I'm like, oh, is, is Bobbin going to get with Kelly? Is he going to? Get this wet, hot American summer thing going on. Like, what? Well, so what you're saying is that the director's attempts were working, and that you were indeed sucked into this Serbian yeah, soap opera. At a certain opera. point, I stopped giving shit about uh, a, a killer mermaid or nymph, and instead, I was I was interested in this weird Serbian soap opera that they were presenting me. Unironically, and I was like, "Who's gonna get with Bobin? I wonder. He's such a catch that somebody should." make a honest man out of him. And that's what I got fucking dragged into. Um, but then, yes, yeah, so so now this is the thing. Oh, and then Alex is uncomfortable about Bobin because he might have been banging Yasmin, and I'm like, what is this leading to? Nothing. Uh, what is this weird interrelationship leading to? Nothing. Okay. Are they going to get married or nothing? Okay, that's fine. Um, but they do meet uh, newcomer Nico, who's an old-ass fisherman with weird googly eyes. And, uh... He warns them that the abandoned military base has got bad juju and it's not, you shouldn't go there and it's dangerous and blah, blah, blah. And you don't want to go there. That island is drenched in blood. Just go somewhere else. They kind of just go, okay, and they go anyway. 
Yeah, um, he, he is as uh, as as stereotypical as the literal role of the Harbinger in Cabin in the Woods, where they flat out say, yeah, remember this is in every horror movie where some creepy old fuck says, don't go out there, and they have to ignore it. Except, once again, they're doing it unironically. They actually just have a creepy old man with a giant scar over his face who kind of... Yeah, giving an unblinking, unending monologue directly into the camera, being like, it's bad, don't go. And they're like, okay, and they go yeah. anyway. So they end up getting out there, and I guess they uh, choose to go on Ball Ben's little, like, rubber boat, little raft, essentially. Um, so they float on out there, um, they get off and start exploring this. And here's the one thing that I'll say positive for this movie, is that they knew we have a great set. Which is whatever this actual place was, wherever it was, it looks like an abandoned military base, and it's it's pretty beautiful in a way. It's it's just this island by itself, beautiful blue Mediterranean water surrounding it, and this old abandoned military base. So just a bunch of stone and like old stairwells, and it's it's creepy but also very pretty. And they knew that that's what they were working with. They knew that's what they were building this movie around. So I'll give them credit for that at least. They had a great setting. And they knew how to work with it to an extent. Yeah, very true. Very true. So from there, uh, they get to this, you know, to this military base, and there's some mysterious guy who looks like uh, Nico, but isn't. And uh, they see him pour some blood and body parts into a well, and they all freak out. And so now they're going to try to figure out, um, you know, what the fuck is going on. And so they go to the well, and um, Kelly takes pictures with her phone that she can never, you know fucking be away from because some weird exposition about her being a reporter or something. And then the creepy mystery man takes his big old gun, and I don't mean his dick, and he shoots the, the ball bends, uh bobsled raft and flates that. So now they're fucked and they're stuck on the island. Um, now, can I, can I take a, a brief moment here? So the movie takes an alarming amount of time to establish that Kelly always has her phone up her ass. That she's always on her goddamn phone. They make like three different sets of conversation about it. Like they do not let that go. Always has her phone. Always has her phone. Always has her phone. And she takes pictures of what's in the well with the flash on. And there's a there's a woman in the well. And so now that's part of the mission. Is all right. We got to figure out how to get out of here. We got to figure out how to get away from this guy. And we need to go save that girl who's who's trapped in the well. But. After she takes pictures of the girl in the well, there's a loud noise. She drops her phone and never picks it up again. And I found that to be very annoying. Because if you spend the first third of your movie explaining to me how this techno bitch keeps his phone up her ass all the time, but at the first sign of danger, she drops it and just becomes a Buddhist and goes, I don't need fucking material things. Fuck it, I'm out of here. That doesn't. Then why fucking waste all that time then? Why not just be like, oh, hey, Kelly, you've got your cell phone, right? Yeah. Can you take pictures of this, see what's down there? Okay. Not, oh, can you put your phone down for ten minutes? We're supposed to be relaxing. I cannot. I love my phone so much. I love it. I love my phone. And then go, whoops, uh, fuck it, and get out of there. I thought that was really irritating. It's a very nitpicky thing, but it was super fucking irritating to me. I understand. Hey, if you're going to introduce a character as goddamn april neil then you might as well have her keep her recording materials on her so i understand that now um introducing the whole idea of the woman in the well uh was 
very, very uh, left field for these characters. Obviously, we know the movie's called Nymph or Killer Mermaid or whatever you want to call it. And but 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 her reaction is she she goes she takes a picture she looks at it and she goes, "Hey guys, you're gonna want to see this." Like like it's like a big wink to the camera. Like oh well, you know what the movie's called, audience. So you know what I took a picture of. But the reaction to a human being, or so they think, being down in this well is just uh, completely absurd. So so they 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 bring him over. Oh, they look at the phone. Wow, there's a girl in there. Hey, well hey, I know we're running from this guy, but we should also try and find that girl. Not a oh my god, like this is completely insane clearly we're we're on the island of an absolute psychopath he has trapped at least one person what we need to go rescue her it's like <laughs> well you gotta see this <laughs> and that's just sort of the the introduction to okay well this is our secondary mission as well as escaping this guy is finding this girl right and for whatever reason that becomes like this huge ass fucking priority for them so now it's a lot of running around, and they're being chased by the Scooby-Doo spooky monster guy, who's just like the weird spooky fisherman. And um, I would have loved if they put another Serbian song over this scene while they're running, <laughs> and then you know they they go in one corridor, and then they come back out, and they're in reverse. Now they have the gun, and they're chasing the old guy. And then it's they not. Come back he, and he's not exaggerating, by the way. It is like that choreographed as a chase scene. Like they just keep running and fucking going nowhere. Um, and so they finally, uh, they kind of get split up because of course they do. And so then it's, what is it? It's Alex and Kelly. Alex and Kelly. Yeah. Find their way down into like the bottom of the compound, I guess, which is where the ass end of the well is, which doesn't really make sense by the way. Dude, can we, can we agree on that? Yeah, that, there's a very weird structure to this, you know, where they're claiming, okay, so here's a well. Obviously, it's going to lead down to water. You know, we, the audience, know that the mermaid is down there. And yet, somehow, they're able to find this, like, basement tunnel that leads to a surface-level room where the water is just beating the ground that they're standing on. And it, it, it's very confusing as to, well, how is how the hell is this place structured if they've got a well that leads to water, but they've also got a downstairs area where the water is surface level and you could just walk right up to it and just slip right on in. It's very, very strange. And the other thing is, too, so I was like, okay, maybe it's not a well at the top level. Maybe it's just sort of a tube that leads to this room that, like, that, you know, that's where she's at. But then that doesn't make any sense, because then if he's dumping the blood and the, the body parts down there, if it's going down this long tube, A, you're losing half the blood right there, and then B, it's not going to, like, fall into a nice little pile for the mermaid to feast on. It's going to just go all over the fucking place when it reaches the, you know, the bottom surface area. So that just, it was like the Shining Hotel. Suddenly it was like, architecturally, none of this fucking makes sense anymore. Yeah, maybe that's what they were going for. They knew, right. like, oh, well, we're in a we're in a fake space. You know, the, the, the Serbian director is, like, Serbian Kubrick. Right. You know, he's like, oh, well, this is less about the reality and more about broad statement about humanity. Also, that that's, uh, Serbian Kubrick also faked the moon landing for yeah. Serbia. Like, he was mm-hmm. like, it is in a soundstage somewhere in Burbank. Um, also, do you like my portrayal of Ron in Harry Potter? <laughs> so, 
Um, now, here's another part I did actually like about the movie is that they introduce, um, and they, they had sort of said this earlier with the first guy that we meet who, who gets hypnotized, jumps in the water, but they show it even more directly with Alex here, who sees the mermaid through this little hole in this locked door with a chain on it, and says, oh my god, I gotta get in there and rescue her. And that's that's normal. You see a girl trapped in a room, I want to get in there and rescue her. And so Kelly says, yeah, alright, I'm on board, you know, let's get in there. And then he starts just losing his shit. He's going, oh my god, do you hear that singing? It's so beautiful! And she's like, I don't hear anything. He's like, it's so beautiful! And it... He, she, she starts to, uh, Kelly starts to hear, like, footsteps, like, hey, somebody's coming. So she kind of puts uh, her hand on him, like, Alex, let's go. We'll come back for this girl. And he's like, get the fuck off me, bitch! I'm getting in there! Don't ask you! And uh, so it's clear that he's now under the power of this mermaid, which I did like that. I, I hesitate to say anything I liked about this movie, but I, I did like the idea of playing into more of the classic mythology of mermaids or sirens or nymphs, as they might call them. And their power over men. Um, the No power over women, but the complete, utter control over men by this, you know, high-pitched frequency that only they can hear. So I did like that. Yeah, I did find that interesting. Um, and, yeah, once they actually got to the mermaid part, I was like, okay, I can see why this needed to be made into a movie. Like, this has some interesting concepts to it. But, like, the arduous trip that you have to make to get there... You're already fucking burnt out by the time that you get to the actual mermaid part. So yeah, Alex gets hypnotized by the siren song and ends up fucking getting killed because uh, he jumps in. And then we get is that we we get to see the um, not the, yet. The, no, we don't see the transformation yet. Not quite yet. Yeah, that's 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 a little later on because he actually is manages to slip into this door alone, and we do just kind of see her, and she is beautiful, she looks kind of mm -hmm. like Olivia Wilde, and she's just kind of sitting there on the edge of the water, and he just dives on in, and she presumably devours him. Um, but we cut back to the other group, which now is uh, Lucy, Yasmin, and Boban, and um, Yasmin gets caught by the guy chasing him around with the, with the grappling hook. She gets caught, which by the way, they choose a grappling hook as the method of uh, of slasher in this movie. This is the slasher's weapon. And yet every death or injury with a grappling hook is the worst fucking thing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> it's like they literally just like, they go, okay, so we're going to have a shot of him swinging it towards you. Then we're going to cut. You know, we, 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 we can't budget anything else beyond that. We're going to cut. And you're just going to hold the grappling hook up next to your face. We're not going to see like a grappling hook through the cheek, you know, coming out the mouth. We're not going to see like, you know, stabbed deep into the head and some brain hanging out. No, no, you're just going to hold it next to your face. Like, I swear to God, even the first kill in the movie, the blonde chick with her tits out, it's not even touching her, the grappling hook. It's like, like just kind of leaning against her head and neck. And they're like, okay, now get the special effect blood and put all over her. You know, like, that's just going to hide the fact that this grappling hook, you can see all four prongs clearly exposed and none of them is entering skin at that point. So most of the grappling hook deaths are really, really horrible in this movie. I'll just say that right now. Yeah. But uh, they do manage to kill Yasmin. And boy, this guy, um, whoever this old man is, they, they don't even ever say his name in the movie. But he's really strong because he brings her in, lays her in this bathtub, and takes this tiny little tiny axe and gives like three 
you know, hacks to her body and is able to completely remove her vertebrae from her body like fucking Sub-Zero. And it's just all the way removed. And he's like, okay, now I go and toss to you to scare you. Yeah, which I'm watching that and I'm like, okay, so he's chopping that to, you know, serve to the mermaid. No, he uses it literally just to spoop them. Oh, it is a spoopy thing that I have this head of your friend, and it is on the ground. It is getting very dirty. And while he's um, <laughs> while he's uh, cutting up Yasmin, uh, Boban and Lucy do. Oh, sorry, Boban and Lucy do stumble upon this guy's little like house, I guess, where he's been living, where he sharpens his various tools and sleeps in a bloody bathtub. I don't know. Um, and he's got all these newspaper clippings because apparently, despite being well, uh, uh, am I am I spoiling it by saying that he's under the power of the mermaid? Have we gotten to that part yet? You've definitely just spoiled it, but that's fine. Oh no, I'm sorry. Guys. We spent two hours to build this up, and you ruined it. I'm sorry. So he's uh, all right. So he's the. This is like a let the right one in situation where he's you know a servant to the mermaid, going to places where she can't to kill people. But apparently, despite being this like hypnotized, never says a word in the movie. No regrets killing people at all. Um, he's apparently very proud of his work because he's collecting all the newspaper clippings about all these missing people and like putting them up on his little bulletin board. Like, which doesn't uh, yes. make any fucking sense, by the way. Like, he's not a serial killer in the traditional sense. He's not like, oh, I'm going to go kill all these people, these camp counselors or whatever. He's literally doing it as a source of food for the mermaid, and yet, yeah, he keeps all these keepsakes and shit. For all these people on these newsletter, newspaper clippings, literally just to inform the other members of the movie. Like, that's it. That's the only purpose that it serves, is to go, no, no, he has done this for a long time. He kills many people. That's really only, that's the only thing it's used for, because it doesn't make any sense as a character for him to be like, let me just depress myself by putting up all of these things that show that I am my own monster, and I also kill people to serve my girlfriend, who is a mermaid lady. Well, hang on there, Zekovich, because if you are so smart, how else would you reveal to viewer audience, American who pay us big money, that this man has responsibles for all the missing peoples? How you reveal if you're so smart, huh? We have to reveal some way. I would reveal by saying, remember in the beginning of the movie with the girl who did not like to wear a top, and then she got killed by the hook man, and that is... As her boyfriend got killed by... You remember that? That was not too long ago? You have a memory that is longer than a goldfish's memory? Then it's fucking good enough that you said, okay, look, he kills people. Okay, great. You don't have to go, oh, it's fucking Hannibal Lecter of the fucking mermaid world and look at all the people that he's killed. What about the fucking one where it's the establishing shot where there's the giant, like, charcoal drawing of some dude that's, like, in the middle of, like, the collage of dead people clippings. Like, why would you fucking make a garage sale full of fucking knickknacks of dead people? Like, it just doesn't make sense as to what, like, what his motivation would be to be like, let me clutter my shit up with all these fucking clippings of people who are dead. 
he, he comes into his house every night and goes, Oh, goddamn, you know, you might be killing people to feed mermaid, but your shit is really a mess in here. Well, let's... Okay, tell you what. Tomorrow is Friday. We go and we kill some more people for mermaid. Saturday, we're going to clean up, okay? Saturday, we're doing some cleaning around here. And actually, you know, we're, we're giving this movie even less credit than it deserves. Um... Or excuse me, more credit because we're saying there's only one scene where they show a hookman killing somebody um, to imply what these characters have now learned that he's doing this a lot and has been doing it for a while because they don't need to take anything away from that. We don't gain anything. We the viewer don't gain anything by them finding out. Oh, he's been doing this for a while. He's responsible yeah. for all those missing people because they show even another scene where there's some drunk guy like pissing out in the street and being real pleased with himself about it, just like holding his dick and just laughing, just <laughs> just pissing all over the street. And the hookman comes and kills him. And so we we know that he's doing this a lot. We get it. We understand that he's done this many times at this point. That's set up for us. We don't gain anything from them learning that. We do gain something of them him seeing um, this old black and white photo of him standing next to Nico, the harbinger, mm-hmm. and they're both wearing military costumes from whatever Serban you know branch they're in. Um, and they go, oh, they knew each other. So that's the one bit of information we learned from them being in there digging through all this guy's personal shit. Yeah, for fucking very little actual payoff. So then we've got this big confrontation, and. Uh, Bobin actually uh, kills the mystery man by like hacking him in the back with a with a bigger axe, and uh, and that's when we actually see the transformation of the mermaid because Bobin is drawn in by her song and is about to kill himself by jumping in the water, and then Kelly swoops in and saves him, and then the mermaid gets pissed off and turns into this like actual terrifying like gross creature looking thing. It's that same, like... Like, uh, you know that movie Grave Encounters? Yes. Like, uh, it's that same sort of, like, really lazy After Effects where you just have, like, <laughs> Windows Movie Maker. And it, it, I swear to God, it's the same effect they use in, like, a Snapchat filter where it just, like, turns your skin gray and all your, like, facial features get really, like, black and huge. Same, same fucking thing. Like, it's only a step above that where it's just the laziest, cheapest effect you can use. Which, th- this was the point where the movie had completely lost me at this point. I was okay with Serbian soap opera. I was okay with the mystery of the mermaid and who's the killer and blah blah blah. I was still kind of on board, still witnessy. But the minute they reveal the mermaid, which they've made us wait one full hour in order to <laughs> reveal, you would think, hey... Uh, this must be a really impressive either CGI mermaid effect that they paid for or a really impressive like mermaid tail prosthetic that's a really nice one that they went and paid for because goddamn, if uh, the company that goes to your local renaissance fair can pay for a good enough mermaid tail for you to walk up to a mermaid and go, oh great, I'll give that bitch a dollar, <laughs> then surely this professional filmmaking company can pay for a decent mermaid tail for this actress or at least decent CGI artist. But nope, it's terrible. Completely terrible sci-fi original series effect of this tail flopping out of water. And then this Snapchat filter. Oh, now she's even more evil. This is her true form. So at that point, I'm like, okay, well, I'm out, movie. Yeah, you had me. I'm out. Really? That was the that was the breaking point. Well, they make you wait a goddamn hour to show the mermaid. I'm like, oh, this is going to be great. No, it's not. No, yeah, it's JK and JK. JK indeed. Um, so, JK, the thing it is a shitty thing. 
<laughs> we, we had a story to tell you, but we have not a lot of American dollar dollar bill, y'all. I don't know if you if you noticed, but we cut out all the actual scenes of people being killed because we could not afford to show that. So no. we, we have we have not the money nor the know-how <laughs> uh, to, to show a death on screen. So <laughs> which that is so distracting, by the way. Like it was it was like I was watching goddamn Friday the Thirteenth Part Seven. Like they keep setting up all these death scenes and then not showing you the actual death itself. And I was like, what the fuck is the point of this? So yeah, so bad guy is dead, and uh, Kelly and Bowman get the fuck out of there, and they suddenly stumble upon some bullshit about, oh, well because the military base is military base, it's got like a secret tunnel that leads back to the mainland that we just found out about, so we'll, we can get off without the boat, it's okay. And so, then we have the scene where Mystery Dead Man is dead, and the the mermaid is, is weeping because of it. And then somehow that that brings him back to life. Now, longest scene in the goddamn movie, by the way. I mean, also they, true. They, they could have done that in five seconds. Had her walk over, appear to grieve, and then make like a high pitched singing, and then all of a sudden we see him alive. Instead, this is like a five minute scene of her just kind of like writhing over this guy, this woman, this topless woman, over the seventy year old man, just like writhing and just like rubbing her hands all over every inch of him and. You know, I mean, he, maybe that's the director of the movie, and he's it like, okay, am I going to do this movie? And then the mermaid she cast, she touched me everywhere. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and again, it's not really super apparent if she's bringing him back or not. Like, if she, like, it kind of suggests that, but then again, it's a horror movie, so, you know, when you fucking, you know, stab Michael Myers or Jason, like, they just tend to kind of come back. So, it's not super apparent that, like, Oh, her song brings him back, or if it's just oh, he just he he's still alive. So now we get this delightful little thing where now the now Kelly and Bowman are trying to get out. They the fisherman is is chasing them. Uh, the mermaid's all pissed off, and they kind of get stuck at a door for for a minute. And oh, we're building suspense uh, because he's Serbian Kubrick, and then. They get the door gets whipped open and it's Nico, and he's gonna save Kelly and uh, and Bulbin. and so they get up on the shore and uh, they're like in a little boat and they're trying to get back to the beach and the mermaid now now it stops being Serbian Shining and now it's Serbian Jaws because oh no she is under the boat and uh, so she's like fucking with them in the water. And, 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 and Nico's revealing even more unnecessary backstory at this point. You know, they're like, let's yes. just get back to the shore and just, please, please, sir, let's just get back to the shore. We've had a really horrible day. Um, and he's like, oh, well, I'm going to tell you about the bigger secret of this island, which is that that man who tried to kill you, he was my lieutenant. We're like, well, we already kind of knew that because there's a picture of you guys together in military uniforms. So we already knew that one. That's not a big shocker at this point. And he's like, yeah, and guess what? He's under the power of the mermaid. Like, okay, yeah, we, we understood that part too. We, we gathered we, that. We got yeah. that. 
Okay, yeah, and a long time ago, we met the mermaid when we came here to this military base because we were in the military. Okay, well, I probably could have put those pieces together as well, but thank you, I, I appreciate that. And then they just throw in this extra, this extra little thing, like like the director went, but why would this man come back to the island? And his, like, AD says, like, oh, because his daughter's missing. It's like, what? Like, I didn't need another reason for him to come back. Like, his lieutenant becoming evil and him seeing a mythical creature is enough reason for me to, to buy into, okay, this is why he's weird and obsessed and creepy and why he would keep coming back to this island. I don't well, need his daughter's missing. The other thing, yeah, exactly. He's like, oh, I thought my lieutenant was dead, but I still was fully aware that an evil mermaid lived at this compound and could kill people at any time. But I said, fuck it, and I just went home. And I said, it is not my fucking problem that there is an evil mermaid that likes to kill and eat people. It is somebody else's problem. And then my daughter got disappeared, and I had to come back to find her. And I said, oh, I should probably check on how that mermaid situation has gone. And lo and behold, it got shittier since I left. So, uh, here I am, and I save. I save you. So, so anyways... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so they they're they're like right at the shore, and of course they have to do the fucking thing because Bobin is now uh, fucking Jeff Goldblum in Jurassic Park, and he's just like, oh, I'm too beat up, I cannot help. And so of course the big like uh, you know face your fears moment is, oh Kelly, we need you to jump off the boat and stand in waist high water and drag us to shore, even though you do not like the water. And so, then they do. And somehow along the way, I wasn't paying attention, but Bobin gets killed. Well, he gets killed because the mermaid does this, like, amazing, like, flip out of the water. Does, like, a SSX tricky, like, would have scored, like, an insane <laughs> amount of points. Like, double corkscrew spin out of the water. And, like, Run knocks DMC him. is singing for her. Like, that's yeah. how fucking cool mm-hmm. it was. <laughs> knocks him into the water. And then drags them down because we cannot afford to show any. We we spent our whole budget on Yasmin's severed head with vertebra, so every other kill is just dragged down into water and disappear. So then it's okay. Here we go. We're gonna fucking kill this mermaid. And so the mermaid jumps on shore. And okay, so here is the absolute hands down. Now, TM, is there anything else? that you needed to get to before we get to this, because this is by far my favorite scene in the whole goddamn movie is coming up. So is there anything, any other context we need to give before we get to the fucking magic? I don't believe so. This is also my favorite scene, so have at it. <laughs> so the mermaid jumps on the dock, and she's going to kill um, Kelly. And she is slashing around like a giant fucking idiot and not actually hurting her in any way for some bizarre reason. And then Nico swoops in and knocks the, the mermaid off of Kelly and stops her dead in her tracks with a fucking tiny net. Like, he throws this little fucking baby blanket of a net on top of the mermaid, and the mermaid is fucked. Like, she cannot get out of this fucking net, and she's just trapped on the fucking dock with them. And then she has to somehow, that makes her turn back into swimsuit model mermaid and then she like Hulk Hogan tears through the net and like makes it out another like three feet and then Nico stabs her with a tiny baby pitchfork but the fucking visual of Nico like and now you bitch I kill you forever bloop 
throws a tiny net on her and just fucks her whole day up. I thought I was going to pee. Like, that was the stupidest fucking thing I have ever seen. And they treat it completely 100% serious. Like, the net didn't even have the weights on it that, like, keep it down so that if you have to throw it in the water, like, it, it sinks enough to grab some fishies. Like, none of that shit. It was just a fucking little baby shrimp net that he threw on top of her, and it just, it was like kryptonite. Like, it just fucked her whole day up. It's actually the scene from Kung Pao Enter the Fist. It really is. I mean that. It's a um, man that is stuck. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, it is actually the best scene in the movie uh, for, for every part as Zach describes. Uh, first off, with that, the mermaid being full monster, and there's a wide shot of the mermaid on top of Kelly, and you see that that mermaid has every ability to just reach down and just take a big chunk out of her neck. Like, there's nothing, like, her arms are down at, the, the, at her side. She's not pushing it off where it just can't quite get to her. Tiny net scene, which is made even better by the fact that once they throw it into the tiny net, they just stand there and just right, look just kind of bask in their greatness. And they're like, oh, well... Fuck her, you know, and they just stand there just staring at her while while she slowly rips the net open and then tries to crawl back into the water. Um, so after this glorious scene, uh, we start to hear some more wails. And Nico goes, oh my fucking God. And Kelly's like, what? What is it? He's like, it's her sisters. She's coming back. Um, and... So all of her her fellow mermaids are going to come and avenge her. And, and, and oh, and we also get uh, the sad scene of the weird mystery lieutenant shows up again, and he just weeps. He just so many tears for my dead mermaid girlfriend. <laughs> so uh, Nico, being the badass that he is, just vows that he is about to kill every single damn mermaid like he's Samuel Jackson on Snakes on a Plane. Like, I'm tired of these motherfucking mermaids in <laughs> this motherfucking Mediterranean island. And so he Well, goes, here's the thing. Here's the thing. There's a couple fucking reasons about this. Number one, Nico says earlier when he's giving the giant uh, exposition soliloquy on the boat that there was like three mermaids that they found. And then yet in this scene, it sounds like there's like 50 of them. <laughs> but my favorite part is Kelly goes, oh, fuck, I don't want to die. And Nico's response is, well, you could be hypnotized by the sirens. And then when they're dead, you don't hear the song anymore. And that's a fate worse than death. Which, number one, doesn't fucking answer her concern. Because her concern is, hey, I'm a chick. I'm not hypnotized by these fucking sea bitches. I don't want to die. And his response is not, well, you can run and be a coward or we can stay and fight. No, it's, well, you know, if they fucking hypnotize you, which they cannot do because you have ovaries, that would be a fate worse than death. Which is not my fucking problem if I'm Kelly. Yeah. And then... I'd they, be Audi if I was Kelly at that point. Right, exactly. And then... Because fucking he was. Fucking Nico did the first time. Oh, all of my men got killed by this mermaid. Well, not my fucking problem. Goodbye. So, then we lead to this... Okay, now it is go time. We are, we may die this day, but we will kill every individual mermaid first. And you're like, holy shit, here like we a, go. Yeah, it's like a Gerard Butler in 300 speech. This is where we hold them! This is where we fight! This is where they die! Like, you know, here we go. Fucking every, like, 
It's a, it's an Independence Day speech of oh right. oh boy here comes the real climax of the movie is some badass mermaid killing action here well, it comes. But as the day when the world declared in one voice we will not go quietly into the night, we will not vanish without a fight. We're going to live on. We're going to survive. Today they will never splash our Independence Day. And so, yeah, here we go. But because this is the Serbian Shining, and we up to this point we have not shown an actual death because we don't have the know-how or the money, so what happens? I'm going to kill every individual mermaid. He was fucking Serbian Aldo Rain from fucking Inglorious Bastards. Just, I want my fishtails. And we jump to fucking end credits. Yeah, he, he goes, I'm going to kill every moment I see, starting with this bitch right here. And he points at his former lieutenant and then shoves that guy's hook into his head. And then it cuts to the Discovery Channel Shark Week logo, but with Killer Mermaid written over it instead. <laughs> Scribbled over it in MS Paint. And that's the movie, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> so what did you actually think of this movie? I thought that it had some high points near the middle of it, where I was, you know, right around the Scooby-Doo chasing on the island, I was impressed with the set, I was curious about where they were going with the mermaid and where they were going with this guy, and I I was genuinely curious to see what the climax of the movie was going to be. Uh, I lost it as soon as the mermaid, the mermaid was revealed, I said, oh, this is shitty, this is a piece of shit, um, and then after that it just went downhill from there, there was nothing better after that. So it starts... Really bad. Uh, middle's decent. Ends really bad. So it's kind of like... Uh, it's kind of like if you put like a Publix ham sandwich, but the bread is poop. Like, that's kind of <laughs> what this is like, I guess. That's an apt metaphor. They should put that on the DVD uh, as, as, a, as a blurb about the movie. Yeah. It's like a Publix ham sandwich, but if the buns were poop. Um, yeah, I, I agree. I agree with you. I think that they had some interesting concepts. Can I tell you something that I thought of? I was thinking of, um, instead of the weird hypnotism thing, I was thinking that the mystery fisherman was deaf. And that's why he didn't just, like, fall into the water with her. Now, that wouldn't have explained why he was helping her out, but I thought that might have been where they were going with it. It was like, oh, well, he's deaf, and that's why the song doesn't affect him. No, just kidding. They have been going steady for 30 years. He is going to take her to the undersea ball. Zach, just because we've been watching a lot of movies lately with some kind of handy-capable character doesn't mean that it has to be in every I movie. I thought that was the theme. I thought that was the theme. She was going to be in like a... Uh, she The mermaid was going to be riding up on a scooter or something like that. She was like... Oh, my tail does not prevent me from catching you on land now, you sneaky snakes. Um, no, this movie was fucking dumb. It was really weird. And like I said, this, the fact that it was Serbi- 100% Serbian was just very strange. Um, not good, okay. yeah. Well, good. Um, luckily, Zach, uh, being that I selected this movie, you have the opportunity now to uh, potentially beat me at uh, our, our friendly neighborhood game here 
and uh, potentially pick the next movie. So, well, let me tell you that if I know me like I mm-hmm. think I know me, I will definitely lose this game, and I don't get to pick shit for next week. So, we'll... All right, well, we'll, we'll see, uh, because this week our game, uh, delightfully put together by our production manager once again, is, uh, once again, Screamo versus Screams. So, we have a couple titles here, and it's either going to be some kind of terrible horror movie, uh, some unknown thing from 1969, or a song by a rock band. So, uh, the first one here that we were given was The Mortician's Daughter. Mortician's Daughter, whether that was a song or a horror movie. Uh, Next up is Rats. Rats, a song or a horror movie. Uh, Third, we have It's My Party and I'll Die If I Want To. Mm -hmm. I think, wait, hold on. You need to deliver that like they did at the pitch meeting. Okay. Uh, It's my party and I can die if I want to. Oh, okay. I thought you meant they would just sing it. Oh, that's true. You can do that, too. It's my party, and I'll die if I want to. Um, And then we have I Dismember Mama. I Dismember Mama, a song or a horror movie. And I gotta say, I don't know if any of these for you were very clearly a song or, or a horror movie, uh, but but boy, I mean, they're, they're good picks, uh, I, because I think most of these mm-hmm. people really go either way. And the final one is uh, Shocker on Shock Street. So, um... You could pass your answers over to me, buddy. Thank you. All right, so let me just compare here real quick. Mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm, mm hmm. Okay, we literally tied. Did we really? I swear to God. God damn it. So. Great. All right. Um, well, well. First off, for anybody listening, we will post uh, the the questions and the uh, the answers. You'll have to flip the the Happy Meal upside down to read the answers at the bottom of it. But, yeah. Uh, yep. But we will post that up on uh, social media. So if you were playing along, you can see if you were better than us and uh, should be hosting the show instead. Um, yeah, I believe if I'm if I'm uh, correct here, it looks like I got. Um, I got one right. Oh, wait, wait, no, no. We both got two answers right. That's what happened. So literally out of the five questions here, we each got three of them completely wrong. Good, good. We're yeah. awful at this. Yeah, so uh, wonderful. <laughs> now, um, so so shall we do a, a half and half then? Yeah, I guess we'll do a half and half. That works for Excellent. me. Excellent. All right. All right. Well, um, is there anything you'd like to plug before we wrap it up this week, buddy? Um, no, although, uh, I have been working on Final 30, I've been working on the next chunk of films for that, uh, one of which does include, uh, Brain Twisters, which we've watched on this show. Oh boy. And, uh, but the, the prerequisite of that was the most recent two videos I posted, the Cage and Cage 2 reviews, um, I was hoping to have both of them, I'm planning on releasing Final 30, the next chunk of them, later on in the summer. However, I am willing to move that timetable forward if both of those videos can surpass 50 views, which isn't much to ask because both of them are already at like 40 or 45. So I'm just asking for a few more people to take a a quick glance. They're very good reviews, but I I know they're not in the normal horror wheelhouse, and Spoonie already talked about them, so I'm I'm sure that's probably why it's been a little lackluster. But nevertheless, if those pass 50, then I'll start putting Final 30 up sooner and fuck myself out of... uh, ample time to make them. So, I'm willing to do that. I'm willing to do that for fans. Cool. I'm, I'm willing to inconvenience the living shit out of myself <laughs> for my fans. Good, good. Um, 
What about you? Anything to, anything to plug? Well, uh, just the, the regular Frightful Fairy stuff for now. Um, we're hopefully going to get a website up pretty soon here so that I can stop oh, yes. directing you guys to 10 billion places at the end of the episode. But for right now, you can find us on all your favorite social medias <laughs> at either Fright Failures or Frightful Failures. Um, and if you have any recommendations for us, uh, whether it be a movie or telling us where to shove it, uh, you can send those over to <laughs> FrightfulFailures at Yahoo.com. So we appreciate any and all support. If you like us, if we made you laugh at least one time, then go ahead and leave us a review on iTunes. Thanks again. Excellent. Well, uh, until next time then, I am Zach Romero. And I am Tian Quignol. Thank you for listening to Fretful Fairies on Film and continue circulating the tips.